Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So thank God for another Monday. We are in the set over here at Lit Music Entertainment Studios. Uh, I feel very good. I had a very good weekend. Um, also, you know, you guys may have seen some videos of me and, uh, you know, I put all through the neighborhood. I was on Michigan and central all the way to Michigan and Trumbull to Corktown to Del Rey. Like I was everywhere, um, advocating, you know, for the vaccines. So, um, you know, if anybody's interested, May 26th, 1211 Trumbull at the DHDC, come on through and get your vaccines. Like I understand that a lot of people don't really agree with it. And, and I respect that wholeheartedly. But if you have neighbors, family, friends, loved ones, you know, elderly people, um, you know, give them, please pass on the information that 1211 Trumbo on May 26th, they can come and get their vaccines. So, por favor, los que, los que quieren o necesitan hasta que si ni, ni las quieres a las vacunas, por favor, pasan la información uh, que, que el 26 de mayo en el Trumbo, el, el, el 12-11 Trumbo, que pueden venir en ese día del 26 de mayo para agarrar tus vacunas. So, um... You know, I know a lot of people have a different um, opinions and perspectives on the vaccines. I'm one of the people who I disagreed with the vaccines and I didn't want to do it. But for the sake of others and for the sake of the well-being of, 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 of the youth and the children and the elders, I went ahead and got my vaccines, you know, just to secure, you know, my community and my people. Because at the end of the day, that's what my morality stands on. But uh, I want to thank everybody for all your support, sharing, subscribing. Keep doing it for me. Thank you. I appreciate you. We got an awesome guest here today, man. I, I feel so privileged to have met this brother, man. And, I, you know, I've met so many good people through this brother, Sombra. I met him, and he's introduced me to so many good brothers, man. Shout out to them boys, Grupo Monte. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we got my dog, Eloso, here, man. What's up, my brother? Thank you for the invitation. Here we are, a million. No, for sure, man. Um, so, you know, I met this brother, man, did an interview with him. Uh, he shared his story with me. And, uh, you know, I, I just felt like this story was something that needed to be shared with everybody. It can encourage people. It can inspire people. It can empower people and motivate people, you know. So, uh, oh, yeah, bro, tell them a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you from, where you were born. Este, me llamo Loso. My name is Juan Gutierrez. Mis papás son de Pachuca. I'm here born in Detroit, Michigan. Este, soy músico, soy este requentista y vocalista compositor para los astros. Eh, shout out to the boys que andan viendo allá en sus casas. Saludos a los viejones, para el compa Chava, compa Dylan, compa Chris que anda por ahí. Saludos. Compa Dylan, dile cabrón oh, que yeah. se viene de volada. <laughs> Siempre hablando mierda y todo. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, so tell us a little bit about, about your parents. You said what part of Mexico they from? Pachuca Hidalgo. Okay, so when they migrated from over there, where did they come to? To Detroit, Michigan. Straight to Detroit. Yeah. They went over California, Texas, yeah. Colorado, all that came straight yeah. to the D. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what was that story about? How come Detroit? Uh, they came to Detroit just to look for jobs, you know, like every every immigrant, you know? Mm -hmm. And, I mean, every parent trying to look for a good dream for their children, and you know? Yeah, no support, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, what part of the neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, Michigan Avenue. Michigan okay. Avenue, yeah. Okay, that's a long strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, tell us a little bit about your parents. Like, tell us a little bit about your father and then your mother. 
Well, my mom, she always there for support me. Um, gracias a Dios que la tengo aquí conmigo, and she always gives me some advice. Even my dad also, both of them always be in my side, you know. And I thank God for them for being here with me, you know. That's good. So tell me one of the lessons that your fathers taught you over the years. Uh, well, you know, they always be going to be uh, bad people. They always be talking bad, you know, talking crazy stuff. And they always going to be enemigos out there and you're not supposed to listen to them again. Always be careful who you trust out there because they're not always real friends. And yeah. You know what, man? That's that's really good advice because, like, I'm 42 years old, and um, you know, I, I've learned so much in life, but I learned a lot of my lessons the hard way. You know, um, I, I was telling you I did 17 years in prison, so you know, learning that lesson, going to prison, and everything that I learned in there. But the one thing that I did learn was about people, and for a long time, I had resented my own heart because I've always been a good person, I've always been a kind person, I've always been very generous. That's the kind of person that my mother cultivated me and raised me to be. But at the end of the day, like my heart was so blind that I never, I always seen the good in people, and I would like put my blinders on and not even recognize you know when people were lying to me when people were you know being disloyal or betraying me and stuff like that so you know as i went to prison i really learned my life skills my people yeah. skills and i learned about people what was real what was fake you know and, and the transitions that people go through and my and my stepdad always told me if you ever want to know who your friends are put some money on the table and you'll find out who is who so it's very important you know to be able to be mindful of your family your friends you know what i'm saying because it's not always people who you don't know to be hating on you sometimes it's your own family and friends that hate on you you know and since i've been home like um you know i still came home with the same part because i really embraced being a good person but at the end of the day man there's so many people with so much ugly in them you know what i'm saying and it really gets discouraging from wanting to to build relationships with people because it takes so much time to see the truth and the reality in people yeah. so for the, your father to give you that advice at the age that you are he's really serving you some purpose you know what i'm yes. saying because it's going to help you filter out through the people who are no good for you to the people who are who are great for you yeah 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 so what about your mother what are one of the things that she's taught you i mean advice i mean always be strong don't give up uh, do whatever you want, never give up, you know, we, we got our own dreams, everybody has their own dreams, and I will never give up, and I promise them that I will be, I will get to the top no matter what. Woo, I love that. Apoya la gente adelante, hoy para siempre, si o no? Yeah, well, <laughs> no doubt about it, man. You know, shout out to all the mothers, man, all the moms, all the fathers who've taken care of their business, who have, you know, gone out their way to raise their kids to the best of their ability, to give them knowledge according to what they know, to cultivate them and bring out the best in them. So what kind of work does your father do? Oh, my dad does construction. Construction? Yeah, okay. construction, yeah. Boy, that's hard work, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. cool, man. So what was life like, like growing up with both your parents? I mean, it was a little struggling, you know. Um, I've been through rough times and now, Gracias a Dios, we are good now, we, you know, everything got back to normal and little, I mean, different things changed, but we're still here, Chalona Granos, gracias a Dios. That's good, bro. So, you know, it's it's very obvious that the brother's in the, in a wheelchair and, um, you know, so so it came in, during the interview that, you know, what the, what the conclusion was, you know, I, I didn't really understand the situation, but... Um, why don't you tell a little, a little bit about, you know, tell them about your situation and how you ended up in this wheelchair. Well, um, I ended up in a wheelchair by a car accident in 2008. Uh, I was four years old and from there, my life changed around and um, 
But as I said, um, I thank God I'm still here. And um, and I will never give up. So when you say a car accident, like, did you hit somebody? Did somebody hit you? Like, you know, because uh, them things are horrible. Them are yeah. tragic. How, you know, um, um, car accidents are, are terrible, bro. You know what I mean? And, and they leave people, you know, not the same physically sometimes. Yeah. And in your situation, like you had to had to pay that price. Like, tell us what happened. I mean, they hit the well, they hit us and um, I mean, the things got worse, you know, and... So you said that they... that, But you were telling me that the police were chasing somebody, yeah, right? Yeah. They were in a high-speed chase? Yeah. And that person ended yeah, up hitting yeah. you? Correct. Man, listen, my heart was so broken, you know? I mean, you know, when I look at our community, when I look at Southwest, I look at it as beautiful because of the culture, because of the people. But we have a lot of things that are wrong with our community and with the mentality and the way that we live and the things that we believe in. And, uh, oh, excuse me, I forgot to turn my phone off, my bad. Uh, but, um, so, so I, I noticed that in the neighborhood, there's a lot of speed bumps now yeah. in the neighborhood. And, uh, and the reason that they did that is because there's always people always speeding, always driving recklessly. And, um, you know, it, it's just really unfortunate because it's always kids that are getting hit, you know, in the middle of the streets or, or crashing into people. And this is the results of that. And this brother was four years old when that happened. You know, he, he was a child. So for him to be able to go through something traumatic like that, like that's really heart-wrenching and i think that it's something that people need to look at like if you're watching this and you're one of the people who speed down the street recklessly you know what i'm saying like take a look at this because this could be your son you know what i'm saying this could be your your brother you know this could be your father you know and and, and it's just really unfortunate because um we have to have speed bumps in the middle of the, our streets just to govern our own people in our communities you know what i'm saying like we should be conscious and grown enough to not need the government to have to come in and put speed bumps in our streets because we don't know how to act because we have different values and and you know you go to the suburbs and 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 you don't see that type of stuff in their community why because they care they care about the community they care about their neighbors they care about their people you know what i'm saying so at the end of the day as much as i love my people we have to do better always yeah. you know so i can't imagine what it was like since four years old you've been paralyzed yeah right yeah correct so that is a life-changing experience to have to go through not only for yourself but for your parents as well you know that's that's a hard transition to have to go through and and that's really hard to accept and a lot of people who go through this and and even any other type of situations like that you know they start to get mad at god and resent god why me why did this happen to me my kid my child my family you know but at the end of the day like you said your mother always taught you to be strong yeah my mother always taught me to be strong she always told me only the strong survive me only the strong survive and that's one of the things i got tatted on me one of the first things i got tatted on me when i went to prison because when i went to prison i understood that one of the things that i needed to be in life was to be strong but at the time my interpretation of being strong was you know being you know being chingon you know what i'm saying but it was over over the years and over the time of going through my experiences i really i realized that the strength comes from the mind when she was talking about only the strong survive it doesn't matter what situation if you're in a wheelchair if you're on crutches no matter what the no situation what, yeah. is only the strong survive in the mind you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. and that's very important and i'll tell you what bro you have inspired me so much by your story and i want everybody to hear your story yeah you know i mean well, yeah i've been to rough times you know people doesn't know you know people been asking me um 
I mean, sometimes it's hard for me to express because it's a little emotional, but I mean, como digo, hay que echarle ganas y no hay que rejarse en esta vida, bro. Mm -hmm. So, what schools did you go to? Uh, first, when I was a little kid, I went to Henderson. Uh, damn. Where's it, Henderson at? Uh, Henderson is in West Chicago in uh, Greenfield. Was that West Side? Uh, West Side, yeah. Okay. And what was it like going to school over there? I mean, it was it was really different because you know it was mostly where black people and yo era el único paisa que había ahí. The only Mexicano in yeah. the whole place, huh? Yeah. Okay, so what was it like going to school there? I mean, it was it was kind of different because I mean, their style was different. You know, I gotta get used to it, and um, I mean, I got used to. It. I met some friends. I were I was cool with some people. Okay, that's cool. And yeah. And, well, all right and then you went where after to, you left there to munger to munger okay that's i'm mcgraw right yeah i'm mcgraw okay yeah. over there i'm mcgraw so you transitioned from going to a school that was predominantly black now you're at munger which is more diverse there right yeah, yeah. okay so what was it like was it easy for you to make friends over there oh, or man. and then with your situation like like what type of challenges did you face going to school meet making friends you know socializing stuff like that i mean my first one of my challenges was the fear you know I, like entering to the school is my first year was like dang they might probably bully me or something you know make fun of me but entering there, like, I just realized, oh, like, everybody just started acting cool with me, you know? And Munger really changed my life. I mean, I got really helped in that school. Everybody tried to help me, tried the best for me to feel comfortable in that school. And I thank them. Man, that's really dope, man. It's really good because there really are a lot of good people. It, we all are capable of doing good and being bad. And I know that there's a lot of people who embrace embrace being cruel to people. You have people who are rude, they're cruel, they're disrespectful, but they just lack understanding and they're ignorant in their own ways. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, there are still so many good people, man. And, and big salute and shout out to those who definitely yeah. reached out to you, who befriended you. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that a lot of them insecurities came from yourself. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we see the world through our own eyes and through our own experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have that, you had that lack of confidence because of your situation. So you automatically assumed that you were going to go to school. Yeah. You were going to get bullied. It was going to be hard to get along and socialize. And in the end, you ended up making a lot of yeah, friends. Lot of you know friends, what I'm yeah. saying? And people really probably genuinely liked you for your character, for your personality. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just respect the fact that you didn't let you being in a wheelchair become a barrier for you to be able to move forward yeah. you know in your life so did you make some good friends over there yeah good friends good friends they're still they're still along with me you know they support me with my music also okay the sports because you know i told you i play uh wheelchair basketball also yeah that's yeah. that's dope so who do you play for i play for the motor city wheels motor city wheels <laughs> what <laughs> So, you know, Motor City, we touch all bases. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're in a car, if you're on a bike, if you're on a scooter, or if you're in a wheelchair. Motor City, baby, we all through this thing. Yeah, you already know. But, yeah, I mean, they support me in everything, and I thank them for helping me in everything. You know? I'm yeah, blessed. because that's definitely got to help your confidence, bro. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because can't nobody understand what it's like to be in this situation. You know, there's a lot of people who commit suicide, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people who live miserable lives. They OD on drugs. They try to escape, you know, the situation yes. and they become imprisoned by their situation. And it's hard for them to grow or it's hard for them to look past the situation. So, you know, when I met you, bro, like you were very vibrant. You were very positive. You were very ambitious. And most of all, bro, you were resilient, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I love that and I respect that. And the brother is only 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? He's 16 years old for so for 12 years of his life of his life he's been in a wheelchair. And I mean this guy has done great things from where he's at. It's, it has not stopped him at all. So you said after you left Munger, what school did you go oh, to? Oh, Western. I'm still Western. Okay. Yeah. So you're at Western now. Yeah. And I told him because I was with uh I was with uh John Boy from through the DHDC and we were uh we had went up to Western because we were trying to recruit for the robotics program at the DHDC. So while we were in the hallway with the uh with the with the DHDC robot, I had seen this brother in the hallways with a couple of his compas and they was just chilling with the guitar and stuff. And I'm like, damn, like that's really amazing that in school they're, you know, embracing practicing music, especially Mexican music and I always told myself like one day man like I want to meet this brother you know what I'm saying yeah. and and I swear like God heard my prayers God seen the vision and and brought us together bro you yeah. know what I mean yeah. and, and and that's so dope because like you said you're honored I'm honored as well bro um, you know what I'm saying yeah. to be in your presence man for sure appreciate it bro so um what was it like going to Western I mean Western I mean I still had some friends that came from the middle school with me graduated um I mean, it was a little different because, you know, it's high school, you know, it's my first year, but I got used to it really quick. I thought it was uh, harder, like, like I thought, but it seems normal, you know, you just get, you just get quickly. What did you think was going to be hard? Like, probably like, um, bullying the same things, you know, because it's like more older, like older people there, like, you know. Did you automatically just think? or assume that people were going to judge you because you were in a wheelchair yeah. like did you feel like inferior to other people yeah. because of your situation yeah you know and and that's sad you know that's very unfortunate you know and and uh but but at the same time um it's good to see where you at you know today because you know anybody anybody in this situation would have a hard time and may even look at themselves different you know i always tell people like look in the mirror and tell me what you see you know, but see with your heart, you know, people, only, a lot of people in today's society, they eat with their eyes. You know what I'm saying? So they see the world through their eyes. But when you see the world through your heart and with the conscious mind, you start to see what you really made of. You see that you're a good person. You see that you have strength. You see that you have purpose. You see that you have life and you see that everything that you've been through serves its purpose and, 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 and was, and all happened for a reason. I mean, yeah, it was it's really hard to explain you know but i mean i'm here to help you bro yeah appreciate appreciate it yeah man. i'm here to help you i know sometimes it's tough to say what you mean and put things in the words bro but but i'm here to help you bro because people need to hear your story i don't care if you're 16 years old or if you're 36 or 46 this brother is inspiring he's very powerful and um and, and i'm just looking forward to watching his life evolve watching his career evolve and watching him grow as a man He's got a very supportive family. He's got parents that are very attentive to him and support him very much. And that's very important in helping build, you know, a youth's confidence, you know. And, uh, you know, so I'm happy to see that you're able to 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 walk life, you know, with your head up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you still roll around this earth like a yeah, giant, yeah. bro, no matter what. Yeah, I appreciate it. So what were the differences between going to Henderson, going to Munger, and now being at Western? I mean, I went to different experiences, you know. Um, I went to rough times, good times, and not bullying. I mean, by just getting used to to the people there, you know. But I mean, like, thankfully, I got comfortable in different places. A lot of people been chilling with me, you know. Like, I 
positive vibes, you know? Because it's never really easy when you have to make a transition. Yeah. It's like you just started making friends at one school and then you get settled in and the next thing we're moving to yeah. a different part of the neighborhood. Now I got to go to another school and it's like, you know, things are unpredictable. I don't know how it's going to go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then you start to live that trauma all over again. Like, oh, man, are they going to pick on me? Are they going to go through this? Am I going to go through that? Tell me some of the struggles that you really dealt with when you were in school. I mean, like, just bullying. Um... Like, what would they say? What would they do? Like, when they bully you, like, I mean, what can they do to you? What can they say to you, bro? Like, I mean, I don't have, like... Sorry to explain, but you know how it is. You know how yeah. they are sometimes. Just they critica nomás, you know? Yeah, I understand. And so how were you able to move past all that, though? But, I mean, just positive vibes. I mean, as my mom told me, siempre esté la frente en alto, aunque te diga de cosas. Don't listen to them. Them haters just want to see you down, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. And it's true, bro. Misery does need company. And you got people who are unhealthy with them, who are who are unhappy with themselves. So they look at the world like everybody's miserable just like them. Like they say, misery wants company. You yeah. know, and, and it's really like that. And you have to be strong because negative energy is powerful just as much as positive energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I definitely salute you for keeping your head up, for staying positive, bro. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah. So I remember you were telling me that when you went to Western High School, like it was different. It was a little bit easier for you to get along because there was a lot more raza there. Yeah, more raza. And I mean, we got, ya sabes, the ambiente, you know, is the same, you know. And like, I see the difference between Henderson and um, Western because, you know, in Henderson, it was the black people. It was a different style over here with la raza. You know, you already know they're our own ambiente, you know. Mm -hmm. We get along to each other and everything. Speaking Spanish, yeah. you got the same interests in music, you know, artists, just, you know, the culture, everything that brings yeah. you together. So, like, I went to school in River Rouge, and most of my school was predominantly black and white. And there weren't too many Latinos in there, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it was nice to see that kind of diversity. But I always used to, every weekend, throughout the week, uh, school breaks, I was always in Southwest with my family. My uncle, my tío Ciro, he had a tortilleria back in the days on um, on Central and Werner called La Potosina. And I used to love working there and just, you know, being around the culture, being around the family, the people, you know, it was just different. And then when I went back to Roots, to, you know, to my mom's house, like, you know, the thing that it taught me is communication skills social skills you know and that's a privilege for us because now we understand the style we understand the language and and we're able to move around and go places that not everybody can you know what i'm yeah. saying everybody can't go into a black community and make friends and get along no, everybody right. can't go into a white community and just fit in and, and get along and and make friends either but it's always best when you know when you go into your own community with your own peers and your own people, you know what I'm saying? Because they have a lot of the same point of view and perspective that you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, la neta, my life changed around, you know, and it's it's just really hard to explain, you know, because I've been through a lot. And um, well, talk about it, baby. Yeah. Tell us about it. Tell us what what is a lot, you know? We've I mean, all been through a lot, yeah, baby. Tell us down. some of the stuff that you went through. I mean, like getting independent by myself. I need a lot of help. Cause you know the reason, cause I'm in a wheelchair, probably like carrying, carrying me, you know, and helping me change. But thank God, I mean, I went to therapy and I just really got really independent with my own stuff, you know, like as everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. And right now we're we're just living life. Um, 
Happy in Yeah, it. because for most people, you know, who just see what they see but don't really understand the struggles that come with it. You know, imagine being in a wheelchair. I always one of the one of the life skills that I taught was empathy. And the only way to understand what people are going through is if you put yourself in their position. So imagine yourself being in a wheelchair and everything that comes with it, needing somebody to help you eat, needing somebody to help you get up, to take a bath, to sit down, to lay down, you know what I'm saying? All the uncomfortabilities of getting in and out of a vehicle, stuff like that. Those are challenging you know and especially you know for your parents because they're the ones as this happened to you as a child so they had to really raise you yeah. you know what i'm saying and, and 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 their whole life transitioned around you and your situation and 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 what i see bro is your parents love you so much yeah. you know what i'm saying and they tend to you like hand and foot and that is beautiful because that's what helps your confidence your encouragement you know what i'm saying that's what gives you strength and i know that it's very important just as a person just as an individual person is that independence independence yeah. you know being able to stand up on your own being able to take a shower on your own being able to use the bathroom on your own yeah i mean it was really hard for me to get comfortable with a wheelchair because you know it was also something new to me you know and right now i just i just be independent i just do my own stuff now and also things my parents were also helping me in the beginning since i was in the wheelchair okay getting comfortable so you said your father does concrete work. Was there ever a time in a day where you were there or learned it? Yeah. Or he tried to teach you even with your situation? Like Yeah, I mean, I, I mostly go with him every every week, every weekend. Just go see the jobs, go see how he does the jobs, you know. And I'll be learning new stuff, you know. I've been talking even to the house owners, how, like, you know, because sometimes they're rich, rich, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, no I mean, it gets interesting, like, how... He, I call, asked, he calls you in to give the estimate, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I'll be asking them, like, how was their life, you know? And I've been meeting new people, how to start a company. And that's what I'm trying to learn after high school also, how to start a company, you know? Because I'm trying to get my dad's um, company more bigger, you know? Man, that's dope, man. That's beautiful that you still got a vision, that you still got momentum, that you still got inspiration, that you want to grow, that you want to contribute. You want to help your family grow. You want to help the business grow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's beautiful, especially to, not only to be 16 years old and be thinking like that, but to be going through all the stuff that you've been through in your life and still have that type of view on life is very beautiful. It's very rich, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's people with two legs, two arms, two eyes, and they on the corner begging right now for two dollars. Ain't got nothing wrong with him. They can work, they can do whatever they want to do, and they choose to stand on the corner and beg. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got a brother like you at 16 years old who is motivated to do what I can do, to learn what I can learn, and invest in yourself constantly, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it is really crazy just seeing people begging for money. And really young also, like... Like, bro, you can work and, you know, but, I mean, that's how it's life, you know? Do you ever think that, like, what is it that you want to do? You want to expand your father's business? Yeah, expand okay, it that's and cool. make it big. And you just want to be the boss, huh? Yeah. You're going to sit back and, hey, <laughs> my man, that's cool, though, man. You deserve it, though. Appreciate it, bro. La neta. Yeah, no doubt. Um, So, so did, uh, you're still in school now. What grade yeah. are you in? Um, I'm a sophomore okay all right so how is school for you like studies and all that and then i know like right now like a lot of youth that i work with they're going through school over zoom yeah. you know what i'm saying a lot of times that could be stressful 
you know, and then like I run my classes through DHDC. I run the Hoven Noble curriculum with all the youth. And sometimes they're just exhausted. Like, man, I just got out of school for two, three hours. Now I got to jump on here and do class with you for, you know, for an hour or two. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, mean, it, it is really difficult. I mean, this year is kind of, it kind of sucked because of the virus. Yeah. And I mean, I see some of my friends are complaining also that they're having a little bad grades because it's a really difficult to be honest, but I mean, we try our best to keep them grades up, you know? Yeah, because I mean, I can understand it could be challenging. It could be discouraging yeah. because you're not in an actually classroom school setting. You don't really have like your teacher there or, you know, if you need uh, special attention yeah. or, you know, or some um, undivided attention on things like it's hard to get that, you know, out of, out of, out of, out of a Zoom meeting, you know, and I understand that it could be stressful, but, you know, uh, uh, from what I'm hearing is Big Gretch going to come through June 1st. She's going to open us up about 50%. You know what I'm saying? And then July 1st, we're supposed to be all the way live again. So, you know, I, I hope that it happens that way because I'm ready to get back to normal. Yeah, you know I'll what I'm saying? I'm ready to go diving something, you know what I'm saying? Go swimming or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So you said you've been going to physical therapy. Has that really been helping you yeah. and making a difference? Yeah, really difference. You know, as I told you, they always been teaching me how to be independent to everything, changing, you know, taking your bath, everything, everything. And right now I'm just being me, you know, as everybody being independent. I really also thank them for helping me also. Yeah, that's dope, man. You know, um, you know, being independent is being very uh, uh powerful you have to be responsible yeah. to be independent you know and that's a hard concept for people to adapt to because a lot of people are accustomed to people doing for them that way when things go wrong they can blame others you know what i mean but when you become independent that means you hold yourself accountable for your actions you know what i'm saying that means when i do good i can pat myself on the back and when if i do something wrong i know how to yeah. correct my errors i hold myself accountable for that you know so i really appreciate that and i respect the fact that you struggle for your independence and not only not only the independence of who you are as a spirit you know what I'm saying? But fighting through the therapy, yeah. because I know that ain't easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you fight through it because you want what's best for yourself. You got to let that inner Guerrero come up out of you, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And fight for fight for your wealth. Fight for your health. Fight for your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's dope, bro. Yeah. That's very powerful. See, pues, I can try the ganas, you know, and... I mean, every life is hard, but you got to get through it no matter what. Even if you're thinking negative, always, always try your best. Think positive out there. And no más que no, no se raje, you know? Mm -hmm. So one of, the, one of the things that I learned was to always surround yourself with like-minded people. And you said at Western, you made a lot of good friends. And, and you've connected with a lot of good people. And, uh, and, and you've even built, like, you know, your own little social circle yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, and and are and I'm assuming that they're very positive, they're very strong, yeah, very motivating, yeah. and stuff like that. So, what kind of conversations do you have? You know, I mean, mostly about music, you know, um, life and dreams. Well, I mean, just I mean, mostly about music. You know, music is my life for me. You know, yeah, no doubt about Sports, it. Sports, basketball. Man, that's that's really dope, though. You know what I'm saying? Even playing the sports, the basketball. Like, how are you? Are, are you good at it or what? I mean, yeah, well, yeah I mean, you be doing your yeah, thing yeah, or I what? Doing my thing, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, we travel a lot with the basketball team, and 
meeting other teams, even famous um, um, basketball players from the oh, yeah? leagues. Yeah. Wow, that's cool, bro. Yeah, and, Did you take pictures and all that? Yeah, with some. Yeah, with some. You were smiling, happy to live, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> I actually had a friend when I was little. Uh, he he became a big a big player. He's he's a pro now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's cool, bro. That's really good. I love seeing brothers who come from, you know, communities, urban communities, you know, where it seems as if we're not supposed to make it. We're not supposed to be smart. We're not supposed to survive. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and when I see the resilience in my people, when I see the resilience in brothers like you, in myself, in my community who are thriving, you know, that really makes me proud because we had to fight. We had to fight for our growth. We had to fight for our progress because once upon a time, that same community was self-destructive. We lived in a community of crab in a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Where everybody was just hating on each other, messing on, on each other, uh, lying to each other, disloyal to each other, killing each other, all that kind of stuff. You know, and now I see more unity within the community. I see the, the Rasa, you know, they come together and, and they beautify the community. You know, this brother, they live in a beautiful home and they and they did all the work themselves. You know what I mean? And, and, and like I said, it just takes me back to the story of the Aztecas and the Mexicas that back in the day, they built an empire on the land of Aslan, on swampland full of snakes. And they built an empire that ruled Aslan for, for, for a long time. You know yes. what I'm saying? But just like any great civilization, just like Rome had failed, the Aztecs have fallen, and you know, and repeat, and history just repeats itself over and over. over yeah, over and over again. Yeah. So, what kind of student are you, bro? Like, what's one of your favorite subjects in school? Uh, subject, uh, probably uh, science is is one of the funnest classes. I mean, I had. For real, you want to be an astronaut, huh? You want to roll on the moon? Huh? You gonna be in your wheelchair burning wheels on the moon, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, science, I mean, it's been fun since um, elementary, you know, okay. and just learning, just seeing new things. But I think that's the only subject I really like from from school. Yeah. 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 I um, I don't know, man. I guess Jim was my favorite. <laughs> I like Jim. Oh, uh, but you know what? I really like spelling in English, too. Yeah. You know, I, I like to be able to spell because uh, I was good at it. I used to love reading. I used to love writing, stuff like that. And it's crazy because when I look at my life today, I still love to read. I still love to write. I love to learn new words. I try to learn how to articulate myself. And, um, you know, it's just very empowering and it really opens up doors. You know, when people see that you invest in yourself and educate yourself, you know what I'm saying? And I can speak on many different levels, you know. We can go to the streets and we can talk to shit or we can go to a board meeting, you know what I'm saying? And I, and, and we can do that as well. You know, so it's it's really important to be diverse, to be open minded, always invest in yourself and educate yourself to be better. You know, and I also believe in the each one teach one theory. You know what I'm saying? What's good for me is going to be good for you. Yeah, correct, correct. But that's that's how it is, you know. That's... So what's your favorite meal that your mom makes for you? A meal, that's enchiladas. I the love enchiladas. You like the that mole. mole too, huh? Yeah. You know what's crazy about mole that I learned is that mole used to be uh, like peasant food. Like the poor people, like the peasants of Mexico, like that's what they used to feed them, you know? And now it's become like a rich plate. Like yeah. this is the plate that, you know, the kings eat now out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, what do you, you like the chicken mole, huh? Yeah, the chicken Yeah. Mole. I know, man. My mom, she makes like the best tamales in the world, but she makes flautas, chile rellenos. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at me. I'm built like a, <laughs> you know, like a pillar of no way. 
Oh, no, yeah. but uh, you know, man, I just um, you know, I just love seeing young brothers like you thrive. You know what I'm saying? And then you connected to so many other good brothers and watching you guys be able to move forward together. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. my dream is too. I mean, like to motivate other people. You know, matter no matter what, if you're in the wheelchair, if you're I don't I like just always think positive, work hard for your dreams, no matter what. Uh, that's one of my goals, just to motivate people, inspire them. And that's what I'm trying to do, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. And 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 it's good because there's too many people out here trying to motivate people to do the wrong thing yeah. and to do bad things. We got a lot of poor leadership out there. Negative people who want to do negative stuff and tear people down. But when you positive, bro, it's very contagious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you contribute to the well-being of other people's growth. And it's not just... 15, 16 year olds or handicapped people that are going to be able to relate to you. We're talking about adults that are going to be able to look at you and be inspired by your resilience, you know, by your strength, by your positivity, bro. Yeah. You know, you, you're very powerful, bro. You know how powerful you are? Huh? I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, you here, baby. You right here, you know? You making music, and, and I just don't want to get too far into the music because in the second part, that's when we're going to focus on your music. We're going to focus on your career, your goals. Um, so you 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 want it, you you're, you're doing um, your homework and make sure everything's good because you want to graduate, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to graduate. Yeah, that's the first thing I want to do. Hell yeah, yeah, that's dope. Um, has anybody else in your family uh, graduated? Uh, no. So you'll be the first one, yeah. then, huh? And you're the only child, right? You don't yeah. got no brothers, no, no brothers, sisters, or nothing, child, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you had to meet a lot of friends. You had to yeah. make some friends. Huh? <laughs> yeah. What's it like being the only child? You get spoiled or what? I mean, ah, you know, you're spoiled. You flower in the book. Like you know, my life was hard. And, nah, no, my miss hard. <laughs> no, but you like Sombra también. He was telling me he was the only child. I was like, damn, for real. I was like, even if so, sometimes you got you know a million cousins though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you come from a big family? Or is your family? Uh, my family's really big. You know. Yeah, hell yeah. And then when you guys marry into other families and make you even bigger. Bigger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So were you a ladies' man or what in school, man? I know the girls, oh, take me for a ride. Let me find out you take her for a ride down the hallway in Western. Nah, I already got a girl, man. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, that's good, man. That's beautiful, bro. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just just like, uh, what about like going through the child line and all that? Like, were you able to go through... Through uh, like lunchtime, like yeah. were, were you okay? You was on your own. I was own? okay, doing my own thing, you know, like always positive, positive, you know. That's good. So as you know, every segment I always start out with a positive quote. So this was one that I had learned in prison, and it really changed the perspective of how I seen things. It it goes like this: I once knew a man who had the blues because he had no shoes until he met a man on the street that had no feet. And even though I know it rhymes and it sounds funny, but if you think about it, it's really something to be grateful for. It teaches you gratitude because when you may think that your situation is bad, no matter what you're going through, there's always somebody who has it worse. You know what I mean? So it's important to be optimistic, to be positive and to be grateful for the things that you have, because, you know, life is never promised. You know, it's really sad and it's unfortunate. Yesterday, I ran into an old friend while I was going up to Myers. And um, and he told me that he was homeless, you know, and, um, you know, I haven't seen this guy in about in, at least 20 years, you know, or or more. And um, and, and I, I really instantly wanted to get emotional because, you know, since I've been home, you know, I've been seeing so many people addicted to drugs, people who have OD'd over drugs, people who are homeless, like 
I didn't understand. I just don't understand it. Like how people allow themselves to get to that point in their lives. But you know, I know that I can't change the world, but I change the world that I live in. And I know I believe in the each one teach one theory and I can't save everybody, but I pray for everybody. But I know the circle that I keep with the brothers that I associate with, we moving forward and we being examples of leadership, positivity and, and, and recovery. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all recovering from something, but at the end of the day, we're all moving forward. So I say a prayer for anybody who's dealing with addiction, who lost somebody to addiction. If you're homeless, you know, get it together. You have the ability and the power to do that, you know? So uh, we're going to get back, you know, my, my man also, he brought some of his partner back. You guys introduce yourselves real quick. Yeah, I'm Chris Placencia, uh, accordionista and harmonia for Grupo Los Astros. Dylan, ¿qué onda, güey? ¿Dónde estás, cabrón? Pues good, Raza. I'm back at it again, man. Otra vez, man. Muchas gracias, man. I'm next week, I'm going to be on it, too. Watch. Yeah. After that, I'm going to be on it. <laughs> You'll be on every episode, huh? <laughs> No, man, it's, 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 it's really dope, man. It's really a privilege, man, for me to be able to connect with these brothers and so many more that are out there. I look forward to working with you brothers, watching you guys grow in your career, in careers and in your skill trades. Like, what is it that got you into music, bro? I mean, um, since I was little, uh, you know, it was popular Duranguense. I always used to um, dance. When I used to walk back then, um, I used to sing, play instruments. I just pretend they were they were instruments and I was just what you I got just, a spatula or yeah. what? And then uh, I opened the oven, you know the little the top where you open it. Yeah. I just I got up in there and just pretend it was a stage and I just started. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Dang. But bro. um, I mean, but you know, music music change. You know how the generation change. Even the botas changed. Yeah. You know, I came home thinking that the points were still on. Everybody got the block now. I said, oh, now I got to give me a block, some block toes, you know? Yeah, well, like, as every artist, every, every kid, um, the inspiration was Ariel Camacho, you know? Ariel Camacho? Yeah. Okay. Where's he from and what kind of music does he uh, play? He's from Sinaloa and he does uh, Corrido Serreño. Serreño. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about like what about Vicente, man? You grew Vicente, up listening yeah. to Vicente, Ramon Ayala. Yeah, my parents, my parents always play those songs. Por tu maldito amor, no puedo terminar con tantas penas. I love it, boy. Big boy grito, you know. Echete un grito, sombra. Southwest Mexican, that's the difference. Yeah. So, um, what was one of the first instruments that you learned how to play? Well, to be honest, like... We find out you started out with the flute. <laughs> yeah, the, the flute, the piano, the accordion. The piano, too, huh? Yeah, well, that's bro, until I already got interested in the guitar. Okay, and the guitar, yeah. and the accordion, too, huh? That didn't yeah, work out nah, for you? that didn't work out for me. Who, who like, did you like, like, Eliseo Robles, Ramon Ayala? Like, um, these were some of the guys who played. Yeah, them times, yeah. They were, they were... Okay, that's cool. Um, So, what was it about the accordion? I mean, it doesn't even look simple at all. It looks so difficult, you know yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? The accordion was, I don't know, it just caught my attention for for a minute, but then... You lost interest in it yeah, quick. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was little by them times, you know? 
Yeah. And like I got a piano, nothing. I learned nothing than the flute, nothing. <laughs> until, until, what about the drums? You ever tried the drums? No, nah, the drums, nah. Man, when I was younger, man, I used to love playing the drums. I thought I was sweet, but I really wasn't, though, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> and what about you? You said, uh, how, I like, how, who? And the guitar. I mean, well, I got into music. I was born with it. My dad is, um, used to play uh, jazz. In a, wow, for group. real? Yeah, he, he was in a group. It's like almost 25 years ago. He was okay. In um, he played the bass. I mean, he he motivated motivated me to play music. Um, Damn! He, so you were raised with it. Yeah, That's really dope. Who did you look up to doing the accordions? Like, uh, I started the accordion because my uncle, my uncle, he plays it. He used to play it, but he taught me a couple songs. Um, this was back in like 2016. It started, and then in 2018, I got my first accordion. I just stay with that. Wow, for real? Yeah. Man, that's really dope, man. And then to be at your age, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got so much life ahead of you, bro, for you to get better, to be learning. I can't wait to see what you sound like. Your guys' music sound like five years from now. You know what I'm saying? Three, even next year. You know, your voice is going to change. It's going to, you know, it's going to mature a lot. Your music is, because you guys write your own music as well, yeah, yeah. right? Like, that's really dope, man. You guys ever plan on maybe coming out with an album or anything? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're planning soon. We were talking about that. Uh, We're planning of doing uh, all the grupos from here from Detroit doing a whole album of covers. Or, and well, they... let me know if you need somebody to do gritos in the yeah, background. I'm going to gritos. <laughs> that's my instrument. You know, I do the grito. I get that from my mama. <laughs> oh, man, if you... These groups, los, los Astros, they're very different. Like, a lot of groups out here, they do a lot of corridos, which is dope. You know, I love corridos. But they also do corridos, but also cumbias. You know, they do, like, accordion. They're the first group that I know from here. Young motherfuckers, you know, that mm. do accordion. You know, un grupo con accordion. That's what that makes them really different right now. That's dope. And then the diversity, though, in yeah. music. Because everybody can't play genres, like you said. Right. A lot of people just play corridos because that's what they're accustomed yeah. to. You know what I mean? But when you can play cumbias, you can play, you know, uh, rancheras, corridos. You can do all that. Like, yeah. that's really, that's real skill. Yeah. Tratamos de tocar de todo, you know. I mean, denles el mero mero ambiente out there, you know. But we really try to do everything for, for the people out there to have fun, you know, when ambiente. Mm -hmm. Whatever the people love, yeah. Anything from the '60s to the new generation, yeah. anything. Dang, that's dope, bro. So when when's the last time you guys did a gig? You guys do gigs? You guys book yeah. like events and yeah. do concerts or you know stuff like that? It was like a week ago. Right? Yeah, a week ago we had a, a gig. Did you do festivals and yeah. all that good yeah. stuff? You guys know EJ and 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 yeah, Reyes Ray yeah. and them like man, them guys are solid brothers, man. Uh, those are the culture creators. Shout out to them brothers, man. Much love to y'all. And uh, you know, I can't wait to see what's in, what's in store for us and how we work together. El Nino Podcast, Los Astros, Southwest Mexicans, Lit Music Entertainment. You know, and so many more. You know what I'm saying? Like like we all coming hard, man. And and we represent in unity. And we represent talent, power, strength, and 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 skills, and all that good stuff. You know. And uh, you know, I just, I just, I just love your guys' spirits, man. You know, you guys are on the right, on the right path, man, to doing some great things. And then you with your music, bro. I love the way that you mix your music. You know, you got the whole vaquero style. Like I love that. You know, 
That's the whole point of being South Mexican, man. You gotta represent yourself for the city of Mexicana, you gotta dress like you know. Yeah. You think about it, man. My music, I, I involve a lot of my homies that play como rancheros or corridos mm -hmm. in my songs. So, honestly, what we're doing is really unique, man. That's mm -hmm. why I'm really proud mm -hmm. of calling these, these guys my boys, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's just, you know, the raza is, has always been like generations of diversity. You know, you had the zoot suiters, the pachucos, yeah. you had the cholos, you had the rancheros, you had like so many different, you know, uh, 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 genres of, of Mexican fashion and style and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's nice to be able for everybody to, to incorporate it. You know what I mean? Like, like even in rap, like one of the first Mexican rappers I ever listened to was like Kid Frost. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is for La Raza. Like yeah. that was sweet to me, you know? And, uh, you know, so just to see it evolve and even, even get in the rap game, like, like it is, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully soon we'll do something like, um, Banda MS and Snoop Dogg did with, um, my compa Sombra. Woo! Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. Yeah. That would be no i haven't bro like you guys are teaching me a lot like about bucanas and all like i'm learning a lot about you know what i'm saying just the music the genres the botas the styles like i'm learning it bro you know i've been absent for 17 years so i'm just like really catching up you know what i'm saying on on my rasa on my people just seeing the transition that the community's going through seeing the transmission i mean the transmission not bad miss the transition <laughs> you know what i'm saying of of you know our rasa evolving and growing and 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 migrating and 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 bringing the culture and the music and 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 and, and blending it you know what i'm saying like 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 i said growing up i was always criticized by other mexicans and you know because you know i'm from detroit and and you know detroit has always been known for being predominantly black but you know that's a style that that you know we we mexicans we from detroit we embrace that you know what i'm saying we diverse we acknowledge our black brothers white brothers arabic brothers and and and, and we stand on our own you know what i'm saying but that's what makes us powerful that's what makes us talented and that's what helps us move forward and grow bigger and grow stronger you know what i mean you know so what does the future look like for you bro like like what are your plans you know what i'm saying besides july 10th you're gonna come over to the uh corner ballpark you know what i'm saying at the wedding and talk out a couple for your dog right. you know well i mean what i see in the future is um more like inspiring other people also uh accomplish my dreams and not only that also with the group get okay we get recognized um and just get to the top you know and that's that's all we wish for i mean we're not trying to be like oh like you know like throwing off or nothing yeah like, yeah it ain't we, about the fame yeah we, right? it's not about the fame it's, it's just that we just wanna queremos ser ambiente a la gente you know get recognized uh make them inspired it's not only about the fame money is it's nothing it's about, about making your people proud yeah. too yeah no doubt about it man so um like like how many songs you guys gonna put on your album probably like three three songs yeah three songs okay so it's they're gonna be singles then yeah okay so are they gonna be different genres or are they gonna uh, be like one cor corridos. okay corridos. so if you guys could play with one famous person who would you play with si podías tocar música con quien lo tocas i'd like to do a duet con este compa marito aguilar grupo vanguardia Okay. Oh my God, this guy is 
incredible on the accordion. I want I want to do a, a single with him one day from Chicago. What? Oh man, listen, uh, Jose Del Valle, he got all kinds of connections in Chicago. We can, you never know what could happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, this this video could reach him. He could watch. He could hear you guys' music. You never know, man. That's really dope. So, what changed you when your transition from playing instruments to being a singer? Uh, I mean, uh, since I was little, I mean, I like I like to sing. Also, you know, using the shower singing one. Uh, yeah, you heard it. <laughs> With the shampoo bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, it was Durangenses that really, really got into me, and there it grew, it grew my like music to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, and no doubt about it. It just followed me until until right now. Look where I'm at right now. So who like who inspired you to sing, and then like how did you learn about singing? Uh, because... Singing, well, singing it was since I was little. I mean, somebody that inspired me was. Against it, as, as I said. Okay. Yeah, I like, you know, them times were kind of different generation and it was like me gustaba, you know? What about ranchera music? Do you guys like like ranchera? Yeah, ranchera. Okay. Do you sing rancheras? Yeah, also. Yeah, los dos carnales, uno por ahí, envidioso, cabrón y vago. Okay, dude. That's dope, man. You guys got to put me hip to it, man. Yeah. We got so, you. Hell yeah. Sombra, what about you? If you could make a, a song with somebody, who would you make a song with, bro? These guys right here. Woo! My dude. dog. Yeah. I thought he was going to play SPM or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really dope, man. Just to see your guys' talent, man. You know what I'm saying? You guys are just, you know, hitting all genres, you know. Um, like what kind of how much support are you guys getting locally like from the neighborhood? You... Honestly, um, we just did a patent park, right? That patent park was just random. We just promoted ourselves, you know, and they got a lot of people and they pulled a lot of people by themselves, you know, nobody mm -hmm. else just up promoting it, you know, no money involved, just sharing it to everybody, you know, and they got a lot of love, man. Patent park was packed that day that's really dope oh they was playing I'll, good I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that day right there i'll never forget i just seen the picture you guys were all together by the truck took yeah, the picture yeah. dad was there yeah, and everything yeah, i said yeah. dang that thing got packed man the cops pulled up everything but they didn't shut us down you know because we weren't doing nothing bad you know yeah we were just having fun celebrating yeah. cinco de mayo you know yeah, no doubt about it, man. That's really dope, man. I, I love it when when we can have peaceful events like that where everybody's just there to celebrate life, enjoy music. Like, cause me growing up back in the '90s, bro, like you couldn't have a good time right. like that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I, my heart used to break because when I was in the joint, I used to hear about everything that was going on during Cinco de Mayo. Brothers were getting killed, Sureños, counts was getting shot, carnivals, festivals to the point where they done shut everything down. They don't even let us have parades no more, festivals, carnivals, nothing. And I was like, damn, how sad and unfortunate is that? Again, we had to have the government come step in and teach us how to live our lives because we don't know how to act with each yeah. other. You know what I'm saying? We got to think like giants. We got to walk like giants. And we definitely got to do better than that. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, life, life is not anything to play with man life is very serious you know i was responsible you know what i'm saying in a murder case for taking somebody's life and he was 17 years old at the time and he had a, a baby on the way you know what i'm saying so i had to live with that but the way that i live with it is being able to do my best by building with brothers by being positive by passing on knowledge to other brothers uplifting people and teaching them how to be their best and to do better not only for themselves but for their household for the community for the peers for the family and everybody involved 
You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at the end of the day, bro, like I don't have the right to take nobody's life. Nobody does. You know what I'm saying? God, God gives life and God takes life. You know what I mean? And um, so my only mission in life is to to be a contributor, bro. You know what I'm saying? And 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 to uplift people, you know. I had seen a study one time about two plants and, and, and it was a college study where they spoke negative to one plant and spoke positive to the other plant and the, and the plant that they spoke negative to, it kept withering away and it died. And then the one that they, all the students spoke positive to, like it was thriving, you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with us as human beings. We're powerful. We feed off the oxygen, the energy, even there's even power in, in the conversation that we're having right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and, and, and it's, and you're supposed to be able to uplift your people by compliment. Like they ever say, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? And people need to realize how, how powerful we are, how, how we're connected to the universe, how we're connected to, to the water, you know, how we're connected to the earth, to the wind, to the sun, like every, all the elements that exist in the world exist within us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once you look at the world like that and realize how, how, how powerful you are and you have the ability to build or to destroy, you know what I'm saying? I like to think that conscious brothers, knowing the power they have, will utilize their skills, their knowledge to be able to build and uplift people. And, uh, you know, the other day I was in a, um, I was in an interview with a guy and, uh, and I was telling him how me being hired, I, I got, I got a job at the DHDC like 90 days after I got out of prison, bro. You know what I'm saying? And how it's contributed to my life. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I've lived a life that I never lived before. I'm talking about having a credit card, having a bank account, voting for the first time in my life. Um, I got a loan on a car and paid that off, getting approved to buy a house, like just everything that's, that's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like living like a like a regular civilian. You know what I'm saying? Instead of living like an outlaw on the street, never got no license, never got no insurance. You know, all just selling drugs in the streets, carrying illegal guns, just all that madness. You know what I'm saying? Like all it does is bring destruction. You know, to yourself, to your community, to the people around you. You know what I'm saying? And and just recklessness. You know, even put this brother in this situation, but he was able to overcome this. You know what I'm saying? And still rule this earth like a giant at 16 years old with so much life ahead of you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm honored. I'm proud to be a big brother. You know what I'm saying? And to be part of the other of, 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 of your support system and vice versa, because I'm really grateful that you guys were able to come here and that your parents gave you permission to come here and be with us and sharing this and supporting me and supporting us. Like, that's beautiful. Like, that's what we need in every community, not just here in Southwest, in Chicago, New York, Colorado, Los Angeles, Texas, wherever you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like we have the ability to unite, come together, build, and move forward together. You know? Yeah, man. We appreciate you. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that will support, you know, young people. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not famous, they ain't going to put you on. Yeah. You know, so that's what we got to put each other on, bro. And we appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Yep, yep. For sure, man. Thank you, bro. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I just, you know, I hear from a lot of uh, local artists and, you know, even DJ scene, all that. It's like, Everybody just want to, you know, be combative, be uh, in, in competition with one another. Like, bro, if you got your style, that's what works for you. I do mine. I do yours. Yeah. And, and we could do it together. We could throw events. We could throw festivals. You represent yours. I represent mine. We represent it together. You know what I mean? Like, like we supposed to represent something that's bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I live my life. Because for so long, I used to live very selfish life. You know what I'm saying? And now I learned that, that, that um, doing for others and 
living for others, you know what I'm saying, is what keeps me going, bro. That's what keeps cultivating the goodness in me and 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 and, and keeps a good spirit going. You know what I mean? I love being in the presence of people and being able to have good conversations. You know what I mean? That help build our spirits, build our intelligence, you know, and, 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 and we feel good about it, you know, cause we could sit here and talk about garbage all day long and not feel nothing. You might even feel depressed after that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so what do you guys think so far, man, of, yeah. of the El Nino podcast, the lit music entertainment studio? I'm thankful for you for inviting me here. Um, it's just amazing, you know, for being here and La Neta, I appreciate you, bro, for having me here and and also we want to inspire more people, you know, as you and I know you want to too. Absolutely. Everybody, man. everybody does, you know. Yeah, we have to be the example, yeah, bro. I mean, I just see these people just be trying to be showing off and La Neta, I just, I don't, I don't get it, like, you know. Well, the thing about it is that, um, you know. You guys are humble, you know what I'm saying? And and the reason you doing it is for a whole different purpose than most people. Like a lot of people do what they do because they want money, because they thirsty, they want fame, they want recognition. But like um like Vicente Fernandez got a song called uh, El Hijo del Pueblo. You know what I'm saying? And that was my father's favorite song, bro. And and I love that song. You know what I'm saying? And he just talks about humility, how to be humble and, and to be a man of your community. You know what I'm saying? Another one of his songs, El Rey. Sigo siendo El Rey. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, uh, you know, riches. I don't need gold. I don't need diamonds. I don't need everything to feel like a king. You know what I'm saying? Conversations like this, having a good meal. You know, that's what makes me feel like a king. You know, and treat brothers like kings and our women like queens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just be a person of humanity to have the best interests of everybody involved. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I know that it's it's not easy um, and we can't change people, but, you know, we could pray for them and we could definitely be examples, man. Positive examples of what 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 strength looks like, you know. But listen, I definitely appreciate you guys coming here, man. Thank you very much. It's definitely been a privilege. The performance was great. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys perform in the near future. All you guys, I wish you guys all well. If there's anything that I can do to support you, I'm here for you, man. I'm you know, I got so much love for you guys, man, and respect. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys get a marker and sign the Wall of Fame, man. So let's get so let's get to it. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.